Do you hear that, folks? That is the sound of a refreshing slurp of tea for you that I am going to drink on your behalf, as I always do. But here we have peppermint and licorice in a half pint glass, which is very classy and British of me. So cheers to that. Mmm, gorgeous. And um, hello. Hello, everyone. I'm not going to lie to you. This week I'm feeling very rusty. I'm just going to be very, very honest. I'm feeling rusty on the camera. I've not felt like filming this past week. I think it's because I really put a lot of love into the How to Grow Self Love in Seven Days series, and that was like a week of long chats. And I really enjoyed creating that. But afterwards, I kind of felt like I wanted to, or well, it naturally happened that I just felt like relaxing more and being more so in a self-observation mode rather than a creative mode. And I've been processing a lot of things this week. Um, before, before I get into that and share with you uh, some things I want to talk about this week, please let me know how you're doing and how your week has been. Maybe something that you uh, are grateful for as well. Let me know in the comments. And if you're new, please introduce yourself. Make yourself comfortable. Uh, this is a space where basically I deliver to you food for thought, food for heart and food for your soul. So we can grow the garden of our lives together. So if you're here, thank you so much for being here. Uh, this week, this week I... I am grateful for this meditation that I've been doing every single day and I'll link it below but I've basically been listening to this uh, abundance meditation by Bob Proctor. I don't really know much about the context of who this man is but all I know is that every time I go and do the meditation I just type in Bob Proctor meditation and it's one of the top ones, it's got like millions of views. Um, but me and my friends set ourselves this challenge that we were going to listen to the meditation for 30 days and I'm probably going to continue listening to it because it has activated something very deeply within me and I feel like this past week I've been more so in a self-observation mode. I've really just been wanting to chill out really, chill out and relax. Um, I've been on YouTube almost two years now. We're almost going to be celebrating the two-year anniversary. I'll have to go back and look at when my first ever video was uploaded. But um, in these two years, <laughs> in these two years, I have not experienced a dry spell where I did not feel creatively inspired or anything. Um, but this week, I've just not really felt like making a video. I've not really felt like filming. Um, but I just wanted to do the weekly groceries because this is a time for us to share share together and just chill out together really so I didn't want to miss it um, and I think um, it's really important as a creative as a visionary as someone that is is constantly producing things not because I feel like I need to and I'm pushing for it but because I genuinely love it there's points where I need to pull back and recharge and really allow myself to process more things that I'm internally feeling so that I can then transmit them to you and so that's what I feel like I've been doing this past week, is just processing. My last weekly groceries was about the power of integration, and I've been in a stage this week uh, of integrating. So that Bob Proctor meditation that I've been doing every single day, I really feel like it's been activating these waves of bliss within me. 
and it's quite difficult for me to explain how this feels it's quite difficult to explain what is happening this process that's happening inside of me but i've been feeling states of consciousness lately where my body is experiencing these waves of bliss and that's not to say that i don't go through struggle because i am just equally as much on this journey as you are but um it's been feeling as though my body is activating a different state of being and in that video on integration in the last week of groceries i was basically talking about how we repeat certain cycles in our lives over and over again repeatedly in order to learn the lesson to process the lesson and basically activate and upgrade a new frequency within ourselves that is more in alignment with feelings of bliss of not worrying all the time of peace of genuine joy for the life that we are living and experiencing and yes this past week and that meditation especially it's just been reawakening states of being within myself where i didn't know it was possible to feel that way and um actually that's what i wanted to share mm. Please excuse me if this weekly groceries is all over the place. I mean, they always are. They always are. I try and have like a, a theme and then it just kind of goes haywire because we like to go on tangents. And you can imagine that I'm, you can imagine that I'm kind of like on a segue constantly. Always on a, I'm just by the way, one second, I'm getting something off on my laptop that I wanted to share with you. Um, you can imagine that I'm kind of on a creative, mental, emotional segue all the time with these uh, transmissions these little chats that we have because constantly we're kind of activating different different pathways exploring different things like I don't really like just talking concisely about one thing and I think from the series on how to grow self-love you can see that there's always thoughts that lead to different thoughts and then a new insight and then I start, start talking about something else then you know I'm trying to um, basically configure a way to make what's going on in here, my inner processings, accessible to you. And that's really what my channel is all about. It's about making my inner processings and insights accessible for all so that you can start reawakening your inner happy, as I like to call it. But um, let's have a look. We're about to get real vulnerable folks on what I'm going to share with you. Um, and also, Lately, I have been, um, actually, two little mini updates. If you watched my video ages ago, I can't even remember what it was called, but I told you that I slipped and hurt my elbow and I started brushing my teeth with my non-dominant hand, which is my right hand, because when I hurt my elbow and I had this bandage around it, I had to, I had to use my right hand to brush my teeth. And I told you all that it was very hard to do this because obviously, you know, if this is not your habitual hand, the muscles in there don't work quite as well. So I was brushing my teeth and it was kind of going all over the place and it looked really weird. And I told you in that video and I made a promise to you, I think I uploaded this video, I made a promise to you that I was going to habituate brushing my teeth with my right hand until you can't tell the difference between when I'm brushing with my left hand and my right hand. So basically I want to be ambidextrous in uh, in brushing my teeth so that I can successfully brush my teeth with both hands and utilize all those muscles in all of my hands so I can choose which 
hand I want to brush my teeth with and then eventually maybe I will even learn to write with this hand but firstly we're going to start off easy by brushing my teeth with my other hand. Now if you are confused as to why I'm mentioning this it's because if you've never tried to brush your teeth with your non-dominant hand then I challenge you to do it and it's actually really really hard unless you are used to using both of your hands equally uh, in equal amounts but um, that was just a little update that I am now successfully brushing my teeth with my right hand all the time, every single time. Sometimes I pick it up, pick up my toothbrush with my left hand and then I have to be like, no, we don't do this anymore. So I'm habituating and putting into place um, using this hand. And this, I feel, and I do believe, stimulates new neural pathways because I'm having to do something that is outside the locus of using my comfortable left hand that I use for everything. So by doing this, I'm kind of challenging in a, in a mini way, in a small way, challenging my body and my mind to do something that is different. Um, but I maybe will upload a video of me brushing my teeth with my right hand just so I can show you. <laughs> I can show you the magical power of what I've managed to accomplish. But that's just a little thing that I set myself to do. And I just wanted to tell you that it's coming along really nicely. And um, what was the other thing? Was, yeah, oh yes. So usually I sleep with um, the curtains open because I don't like setting an alarm. I mean, if you if you play your alarm tone during the day when you don't usually play it, you will notice your body has a very strong and uncomfortable reaction because it's literally being like, oh shit, I need to wake up, even though you know you you're awake in the middle of the day. And so I feel like alarms. Uh, we're going so off topic. I feel like alarms are training you and tricking you into activating your flight or fight nervous system into believing, oh my God, I need to get up, I need to do things, oh my God. And so I've tried to eradicate the use of an alarm. And I remember I was dating this guy and he had a uh, one of those Lumi sunrise alarm clocks. And basically, whenever we'd wake up in the morning, his sunrise alarm clock would go, I'll explain what it is in a second. It would it would start lighting up 30 minutes before you're supposed to wake up. So it kind of mimicked a natural sunrise effect. So basically, whenever I would stay at his house and we'd wake up with this alarm, I would feel so replenished. I would feel so naturally awake. And it would, I feel like it kind of helped you ease out of those deeper REM sleep cycles so that you can wake up at an appropriate time, wake up to the appropriate amount of light that kind of mimics how we would be in the wilderness when we wake up to the sunrise and the lights coming in really softly and gently and nicely instead of being woken up by dee, 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 dee. sorry i can't be too loud because i'm actually in a being uh, a bnb right now but um you get the drift of what i'm saying basically it wakes you up naturally gently like an ocean wave kissing your brain when you wake up um but why am i mentioning that um, yes, I bought one of those alarm clocks myself, the Lumi Sunrise alarm clocks. And I do feel like it really helps me to uh, adjust my body clock to waking up in a way that is natural, that is slow, and isn't really harsh and like, oh God, wake up. So instead, because I can't travel with this freaking Sunrise Lumia <laughs> alarm clock, this is not sponsored by the way, I'm just mentioning something that I used to use. Uh, but because I can't travel with it in my backpack, I think that would be a really stupid use of my uh, luggage space, given that I'm a minimalist now, apparently. Uh, it's happened unintentionally, but basically I, 
I really don't own many things and I do not intend to own many things because some of the workaways I've been doing and some of the places I've been staying at, I've been helping people declutter and people have so much stuff. People have so much stuff. Luckily, I really like organising things. I like like tidying things up, but I make a vow to myself that I will never end up with so much stuff that I don't know what to do with it. I'm always going to try. Well, I always say always. Never say always, never say never in the, in the words of Justin Bieber. But I really do strive not to accumulate so much stuff because I feel like more physical stuff compounds on top of the, the mental stuff that's going on in here. So why am I mentioning this again? Yes, I stopped. Um, no, I, I was sleeping with, <laughs> God, <laughs> I was sleeping with my curtains open to allow myself to wake up naturally without an alarm. And then these past few days, I've been shutting my curtains instead so as to see what happens to my sleep and see if I sleep deeper. And the result is that, yes, I've been having really beautiful deep night sleep. And, and I had a very extreme download happen in my dream that was, it felt like the most profound thing ever, but it wasn't really that profound. When I started to process it in my normal waking conscious state, I was like, this is a really cool insight, Catherine, but this is not like a, oh my God, wow, I've figured out the meaning of life. But um, I'm gonna tell you it in one second, because um, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Gosh, this is, <laughs> this is a mess of a weekly groceries. But something else that I've been processing uh, and really reflecting on is perfectionistic tendencies and not wanting to contribute to that within myself and within the field and parameters of social media. So sometimes I feel that there is this kind of pressure for us to create a certain feed or to create and project a certain image of ourselves where we're constantly, you know, our feed looks really pretty and it's really consistent and we have a little theme going on. And I feel like that kind of restricts you in some way. And I felt it myself personally, seeing like all of these people, excuse me, seeing all of these other um, spiritual healers and coaches and, you know, tower readers and stuff that are advertising themselves on Instagram and, They've all got like this this really organized uh, feed and they're they've got a whole strategy going on of you know their their color is this or they always post stuff like this and I felt this kind of mechanical thing about it that I just didn't want to contribute to and I always really do try and prioritize in my life being as fluid and spontaneous as possible because I don't believe in getting caught up in rigidity. I think rigidity is against the way of nature. It's against my internal na natural essence and impetus to grow as a human, to constantly be rigid, constantly be doing things in my comfort zone and doing things habitually the same way. And so I feel like that that's why this past week I've really been processing on uh, this this desire to produce something that is always perfect and consistent and that's not something that I want to contribute to that's why you know in my YouTube videos for example um, there's been times where I haven't really I, well I, in the beginning I shied away from doing more of the longer videos because talking if you've never spoken behind a camera talking at length for like an hour is on your own and not with someone to converse with is quite a interesting fascinating process of figuring out 
just how well you've managed communicating your ideas independent of anyone else because it's just me here behind this camera and it's it's you obviously listening to me but I shied away from that in the beginning because I didn't want to be put on the spot talking for, for that long and I'm still kind of working on and building my capacity to hold this this space this container so eventually I can do lives and live streams and live classes although I have practiced and done a live class before and will be starting live classes soon for my program reconnect the path to newfound power details are in the description box but um i i found that it can really show to you and reveal to you your perfectionistic tendencies when you start to create things and when you start to actually express yourself more you start to unleash your ideas into the world whether that is through a platform like youtube or podcasting or you're singing or you're creating art or you start selling your products and services in a business you'll find that there is this kind of uh, shadow side that that crops up at least for me anyways where you want things to be of a certain quality and I think it's important that things are of a certain quality but I just want to remind you and also to remind myself that I, and I have been doing this week that you are not here to be perfect and you are here to be present and I made a video about this um, it's called you came here to, to be present not to be perfect I think it is anyway uh, but I'll link that somewhere and I think that's really important to remember and that you know I don't have to have a fancy setup to to create things I don't have to have a fancy camera I don't have to be in a nice background I don't have to have good lighting, although those things definitely help and I do appreciate, you know, the the beauty and the effort and the skill that goes into uh, cinematography. Like I watch Hindsight on YouTube, he's another creator that I really like, and his cinematography, the way he films, his style, I really, really like that, I really dig that, but I'm just too lazy to, to, <laughs> to learn how to film in that way and maybe eventually I'll get a better camera, but for now, for now... I wish to just convey with you my my essence and uh, the core of what I aim to to teach on this channel, which is self-love, self-acceptance, inner peace, and really connecting back to your natural essence, who you naturally are. And so in order to be in alignment with that, in order to, to, to demonstrate that, um, because we, we, we influence people by being ourselves and when we see someone else being themselves it gives us permission to be ourselves is that i'm here to be i'm here to be natural with you i'm here to just tell you that i am <laughs> i'm just a human being i'm just a human being and we're just chit-chatting that's literally it that's literally all this is right now it's it's both cosmic and, and mundane and that's what i love about it because i'm just here chit-chatting sometimes i feel like i am in catherine mode other times i feel like i'm channeling information that doesn't even belong to me so it's we're kind of flitting between both the the sacred the mighty the wonderful the fact that you exist at the same time as me and we're alive and this is very miraculous that we're both here but also the mundane being human just chit-chatting having some peppermint and licorice tea and i'm going to get something up right now what was i even doing Whew. oh damn it i really wanted to do and we will do this is going to be a, week, a long weekly groceries a mess a jumble but i hope i hope you're here along for the ride because um, again, I'm not here to be perfect. I'm not here to, to like demonstrate 
my points really clearly and coherently and very concise to the point. I am here to illustrate to you the power of uh, spontaneity, what happens when we allow ourselves to be natural and spontaneous, and that's why I try not to plan too much for the weekly groceries. What comes out comes out, and that's how, that's how the cookie crumbles. Mm. But there was two things I was going to share. Oh, frick. Oh my god, there's, there's so much. Basically, number one. Number one, I want to do a, a prayer, an activation, to um, help us align to the highest timeline in the world right now, because I think there is a lot of healing energy that is required and is within our responsibility, if you gladly accept, um, to use the power that we have, use our mind, use our body, use our energy, to contribute in some way to the world simply by sending a loving intention to those who need it around the world right now. So maybe in this weekly groceries, we will do that activation, uh, maybe towards the end, or maybe I'll upload it in another video, I don't know yet. Number two, the thing I was gonna tell you that happened in my dream is profound realization. It was like a theory. It was like this, this, uh, this, mental mental structure became not only an intellectual idea as I, as my mind was figuring it out in my in my brain during my sleep but also this this package that i want to present to you is something that you know just came through in that dream and it's <laughs> you're either going to find this really thrilling and exciting or you're going to be like wow really is is that all you have <laughs> is that all that transpired in this dream but basically oh my god i'm going i'm going to go on so many tangents but Ages ago, when I was at university, I remember, I think it was my second year of uh, university, and I studied linguistics and so social anthropology, if any of you are interested, that's basically language and culture. And it sounds, it sounds, wow, that's cool. Uh, I enjoyed the social anthropology part, I didn't really enjoy the linguistics part. You'd think that I'd be learning languages or learning about the etymology of words, but no, I was literally learning how to analyse phonemes and grammar which is very boring especially when you put it into kind of a mathematical objective format and we're like why why am i analyzing the word goat does anyone see why why we're spending our precious time on this earth analyzing the word goat i don't know i really don't um but alas everything happens for a reason i went to uni for a reason and all that i learned everything i needed to learn at the time but um during my second year of uni um, I remember at night, I would go to, I'd be working, I remember second year, second year is really where I started to reclaim my power and I was like, I'm no longer going to procrastinate, I am no longer going to slop around with my work as I have done before and I'm really going to put my, my efforts into something. And if you identify as having, you know, a perfectionistic side, which I think we, we all can uh, to some extent, uh, there might be a part of you that is actually afraid to put your full efforts into something because you fear that even if you put your best in something, you give it your all, that you will still fail somehow. And that might reinforce your inner sense of lack, your inner sense of, oh my God, I'm really not good enough. And perfectionism, perfectionism stems from shame. It stems from an innate shame over who you are that we likely acquire during childhood. And, you know, we're all here to, to process those feelings. That's kind of why I created Reconnect the Path Newfound Power my program is because we dive into shame, dissolving shame about who you are and just becoming more okay with yourself. Um, but shame 
shame is what fuels perfectionism. It's because innately you do not feel that you are good enough just as you are, just as you are living, breathing, doing nothing. And it stems from this idea that I'm not likeable or I'm not valuable simply for being who I am in my no most natural state. And that's why we kind of try and prove ourselves through different measures you know, validation from other people, or doing really, really well in school, and blah, blah, blah. But at the time, I remember I was trying to, uh, I was trying to dissolve that fear, that fear of failure, that fear of what if I actually try at something and it does not amount to being good enough. Um, so I actually started doing my work, I started getting on the grind, doing my, um, doing my uni work. And at night time, because I was like really focusing hard and actually putting my effort into something and fully being like, right, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna smash uni, I'm gonna get great grades. Um, and I'm not gonna procrastinate anymore. I'm not gonna piss around anymore. Cause that's nearly how I ruined, ruined my A-levels is because it kind of got to a point where I was so overwhelmed with the amount that I had to revise because of that, that pressure and that pressure of the academic system and just pressure of like, oh my God, I just really want to do well, but I also really don't want to try. And I, uh, it was like a whole clusterfuck of things. Um, at that time, I I nearly kind of writ off my A-levels because I just didn't want to, I didn't want to, um, I couldn't be bothered basically. I reached a point of just complete overwhelm where I was like, I'm too stressed by this. I look at the amount I have to revise and I'm too stressed. I don't really, and I, and I kind of went into this la-la land of like, ah, oh, I don't care. I don't care about anything. And I, so I was hanging around with my friends, procrastinating on work, not really doing work. But um, that was another era of my life, another realm of time. Um, but when I was studying linguistics, getting back to the main point, when I was studying linguistics, because we had to kind of sort things into these mathematical equations and these, we had to, honestly, we had to like, I can't remember, I think I've blocked a lot of it out because I just don't want that information in my brain. It has no use to me, no application in my day-to-day -day life right now. It does not help me focus on my self-growth. So I kind of have wiped out from my memory essentially. But I remember um, I'd go to the library at work on analyzing these words and putting them into these brackets and loads of numbers and putting them into this format because I had to, I don't know, it was a very complicated thing. And then at night time, what would happen is I'd go to bed, I'd go to sleep, and in my sleep, my brain would just be in overdrive. My brain would literally be doing the exact same thing I was doing in my homework and analyzing the words, putting them into these brackets, putting them into these really complicated kind of formulas and uh, algorithms, I think. And it was like during my sleep state, that my brain it would just feel like it's working so hard to like put these things into formulas and do the linguistics work and then I'd wake up and have to do the same <laughs> the same thing in my waking state so my brain was just kind of going into overdrive and I feel like during sleep obviously it's a time when our body's rejuvenating but also our mind is rejuvenating our mind is trying to process things particularly I feel the unconscious mind the unconscious mind is trying to make sense of things or bring certain things to light. And that brings me on to uh, this mini revelation that I had. It's called meowing. This is a concept that I call meowing. And I kind of elaborated on it uh, during my, my waking state when I woke up, because I was like, sometimes when I wake up, I'm trying to train myself to remember my dreams more, but sometimes when I wake up, 
um, the, the dreams, they just get lost in the ether. I never see them again. I never ever see them again. Whatever insights were there, whatever random fucked up things happen in my dream, I lose them. And sometimes that's probably a good thing because my dreams can be very random and abstract. But um, meowing. Basically, in the world of nomad lifestyle, which is apparently what I am now, I'm a nomad, um, they have this thing called woofing. Woofing is basically where, I think it stands for world, worldwide organic organization of farms and you go and basically work on farms like that's what a lot of people do when they go to Australia they start picking oranges to make some money whilst they're traveling and it's kind of like this whole lifestyle where you trade farm work for maybe accommodation and also excuse me excuse me um for money so you're basically working but working on a farm and that kind of nomadic lifestyle is something that I have been very actively um, pursuing, if you will, instead of a life inside of the matrix. Now you can go watch my video that's called um, How I Live a Freedom Lifestyle, outside of the matrix, something like that, where I talk about what I'm doing right now, which is abandoning having a uh, full-time job. And instead of making my full-time job to enjoy my life, Am I right, folks? <laughs> mm. Also, this tea is really sweet. It contains no, no sugars or anything, but it's it's the licorice. It's the licorice that gives it a nice, sweet twang. <laughs> twang on the palate. But I call this concept meowing. Because it's kind of similar to woofing, except this is my own version of what I'm trying to create um, in my life. And what I also... Uh, encourage and advocate to other people not that I think you should live a certain way there's a right way to live but um, if you are in pursuit of freedom if you are in pursuit of a healthy mind a healthy life uh, and feeling joy then I think it's important to realize the limitations of this matrix world and how it's trying to enslave you into a system that is at its very core very corrupt but if you're in it if you're immersed in it you cannot see this if you are on the treadmill of chasing after a career that you don't really want because you think it's what you should do, you can't see it. You think that's the right thing to do for you and I'm not here to judge you and say that you shouldn't be doing that because maybe that's the stage you need to be at. But after coming out of uni uh, and and getting a glimpse of, nine, not nine to five, but working 40 hours a week, that's just not something that I, I my, my expanded version of myself really wants to continue doing. And I think it's really important to always be asking yourself, is this what the most expanded, radiant version of me genuinely wants and desires? And if the answers are no, then it means that there's some non-resonance there. It means that there is some incongruence between how you actually feel, how you're living your day-to-day -day life, and what your, your expansive soul actually wants of you. And that's not to say sometimes you can't work jobs that maybe you're not really that interested in. Because, you know, it's all personal. It's all We're all on this journey. It's not like you have to go out and live your passion and you know pursue your dreams right away and be really successful um, because you're not going to get there overnight and that's something that I'm really trying to, to build on and work work on for myself so this concept called meowing you might find very helpful I called it meowing because it kind of that's what kind of came to me in my dream I was like meowing and in my dream I kind of saw um, I'm really building up the suspense of what this meowing concept is so I hope you're at the edge of your seat waiting to hear but in my dream, I saw this kind of like quadrant, this quadrant of if I keep going in this direction, this is what meowing creates. And if I go opposite, this is what it creates. And then this is where um, 
you stay stuck inside of the matrix. Now I know this is all sounding very abstract, but let me let me elaborate, folks. So meowing, meowing. So we have full full on meowing. <laughs> Sorry, this is really making me laugh. We have full on meowing, which is kind of going in the upwards ascending direction. And this is the direction that I feel we are all aiming towards, or at least I feel like I am, and I encourage you to do as well, to always be ascending, to always be evolving, to always be in the direction of growth and fulfillment. And then we have um, null meowing. So null meowing, <laughs> sorry, this is gonna sound really silly if you, if you um, don't know what I'm talking about right now, but I, I will explain. We have null, null meowing, which is kind of uh, going forwards. I know the camera might be flipped, so that might not make sense, but null meowing, which is going this way, null matrixing, going that way, and then we have full-on matrixing. So, full-on matrixing is you are deep in a job that you don't like, you are deep in a system that you do not like, and you do not feel that there is a way out for you, and you are basically... Um, not believing that you have the choice and the power to create something new for yourself. And that's what I think a lot of people find themselves stuck in. They're kind of, they're going a lot about the motions. They're in a job that they don't really like because they feel like they have to because you have to pay bills, right? And you have to pay for your rent. And then it's kind of this non-ending cycle where you're caught in something and doing things with your life that do not really feel resonant to your heart and soul. That is being deeply enmeshed in this matrix. That is allowing yourself to conform to what society wants from you and feeling oftentimes completely unaware to the fact that you can start creating and building an alternative reality for yourself by, for example, starting your own business on the side of what you do or starting to find and venture into new ways that you can actually build a more sustainable lifestyle for yourself that is not draining to your mental health, that is not draining to your creativity and your inspiration. So that's what I call full-on matrixing and you're blind to it. When you're in that, you're blind to it. You don't really know what's going on. And sometimes, you know, I'm not judging people if they want to they do that because if that makes you happy, go ahead. But I'm all for freedom. I'm all for psychological freedom and not feeling bound to doing things that you really don't want to do that are draining you at your core. I want to be encouraging you to do things that are genuinely energising and uplifting for your soul. So di I think the word is diametrically opposed uh, or, or opposite to full-on matrixing is full-on meowing. Now folks, full on meowing is, I love this, dedicating 100% of your energy and intention on creating your vision of an alternative lifestyle outside of the matrix that is more congruent with your heart's desires, that is more congruent with a life of peace and freedom. And that is basically what I am attempting to construct right now by doing things like work away. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should probably go and watch my previous uh, weekly groceries because I explain more about this lifestyle that I am living doing workaways um, and just traveling around exchanging a little bit of my time uh, doing things like gardening doing things like cooking and during this process I'm really finding out more about myself on what I do like doing things like I like decluttering I really like cooking for other people so if I can find a workaway and basically trade a little bit of my work to stay with someone for accommodation for food so that I don't have to pay for rent I don't have to pay for things like food, then I'm really happy doing that. I love cooking for people, so it doesn't feel like work to me. It feels like something that's actually helping me build on my capacity to enjoy this life. So I'm always trying to seek ways to um, 
expand myself in that way to make sure that a lot of my lived experience is doing things that genuinely light me up genuinely energize me and of course i understand that sometimes in life you have to do things that you don't want to do but i try to minimize that so that i can actually expend my energy on creating and this is where this is where two of my little taglines that kind of came to mind ages ago come in so there is creation uh creation towards contribution and there is depletion towards detriment. Now, if you go in the direction of full-on matrixing, or matrixing, which I'm going to explain in a little bit in a second, you are depleting. You are depleting yourself. If you're unhappy doing that, if you're stuck in a rut, if you're stagnant and you just go into work feeling very uninspired because it saps away your ability to be creative, that is depletion. And that's going to eventually lead to your detriment where you find yourself in a position where you feel stuck and you don't feel free and you are not really tapped into your uh, your innate gifts, your talents, your gifts and your skills that God has given you in this lifetime to contribute. And that's where creation towards contribution comes in. Because what I'm building on right now and what meowing, <laughs> what meowing is all about, and by the way, my name, my, my nickname is Cat. So this works out perfectly. We can all meow like cats and just be just be happy not saying that you have to be me or do what I'm doing but this is just a little bit of inspiration for those of you who are interested um this is about basically creating what I what I've called here a self-fulfilling creative contribution circuit now I'm going to be creating in the future a program that is called reignite aligning with your passion and your vision but still I'm in the process of um, exploring and traveling so I'm not quite ready for that yet my intuition will let me know when it's time to create that um, that course but basically creative contribution circuit is basically trying your best to create more time which means more time to create things which means you have more passive income and you're generating uh, more uh, abundance in the world you're giving to the world you are contributing to the world you are adding your ideas you are adding your essence into the world as you are destined to do and then by creating more passive income by finding a way to generate money doing this you in turn have more time on your hands which in turn leads to more creation so you see that this is a circuit this is a circuit and currently I'm I am trying to enmesh myself within this circuit so that I don't have to work a job that I don't like, so that I don't have to do the shit with my life that I don't want to do. And that is what this creation towards contribution is about. So when you go in the direction of meowing, you're basically trying to build a, an alternative lifestyle, like, like I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm doing a little bit of vol volunteering work, uh, doing the workaways, but in the rest of my free time, I am able to do things like spend a lot of time in reflection so that I can process my insights and then transmit them to you and then thereby be in a constant mode of either self-renewal where I'm just chilling, I'm relaxing, I'm enjoying my life, I'm going out and seeing things, I'm exposing myself to different stimuli, I'm traveling around the place, getting out in nature, or I'm in a mode of creation so that I can actually contribute to this world and generate, generate money without even intending to, like the money just happens as a byproduct of that. Or I start my own business, like I started my own OnlyFans, doing something that I genuinely like, doing something that actually helps me activate my creative abilities and my feminine essence. So that's kind of another way that I've been working on funneling in wealth creation from a place of love. Now that's another thing we spoke about on the weekly groceries a few weeks ago, 
you can also check that one out if you have not seen it. But by being on this circuit, you are doing not only yourself a world of good, because you are focusing on what actually makes you feel passionate, what you are good at, inspiring other people by uh, what you create, whether that's music or art or giving speeches or teaching other people, whatever it is, you are giving your gift to the world and then using um, using that to ignite that same kind of spark within other people. So that, my friends, is, is meowing. And when you go in the direction of that, you are opposing this unnatural system that is trying to enslave us. <laughs> Not to scare you, but it is kind of uh, enslaving our time, enslaving our efforts and suppressing our ability to be natural, spontaneous, carefree creatives in this world. Um, and sharing ourselves more freely, because when you're doing an office job, for example, or you're doing, I don't know, bartending like I was, you are exerting your energy in things that are not necessarily conducive to what is in alignment with your gift, unless, for example, your gift is bartending. But for me, it wasn't. It was, it's not something that I'm like really, really passionate about that I know I want to, to contribute more of in this world. I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to be serving people alcohol. I don't even drink alcohol myself that much. I don't want to be serving people this, this drink that is not really that healthy for their bodies. And knowing, excuse me, and knowing that I'm actively contributing to that, I want to be contributing to things that are, are actually beneficial. Um, not that there's anything wrong with alcohol. If you drink alcohol, that's totally cool. Because sometimes I have a little drink or two. But to be to be spending my time like washing the cups and like serving the drinks, I was just like, nah, this isn't for me. This doesn't feel resonant with me. And when you're in the direction of meowing, you're doing more things that actually feel resonant with you. Like through these workaways, I'm finding out more about. What do I actually like? Like I know now that I don't necessarily like doing um, a lot of, well I like, I like gardening, I like planting the seeds, but I don't like doing a lot of like the, the lifting and you know building stuff. I don't really feel like that's my forte, although maybe I'll surprise myself in the future. But I do like, for example, cooking for other people. So through this process I'm really getting to know what actually excites me, what things I actually really like doing and what gives me that sense of, ah, yay, I'm contributing and I feel I feel fulfilled like I do when I'm serving a nice uh, uh, recipe idea with with new people and I get to see oh wow you like this meal oh cool and then they give me their recipe ideas as well so yes it's a, it's a process of really finding out more um, about about yourself as well and what you actually do like because you might not find your passion right away and that's totally okay but then on the other quadrant we have null meowing and we have null matrixing. And this, this is kind of the limbo, the limbo that we find ourselves in a lot of the time, because I can't say that I'm like full on meowing. I cannot say that all of my time, 100% is focused on creating um, self, self growth content and creating uh, from a space of love. Like my ultimate goal is to totally devote myself to that so that all of me, all of my being is focused on that. But because of being a human, I have to find other ways of making income. Like right now, I, um, I'm i in a and b and they pay me here. I only do like a few hours in the morning. Uh, it's actually a, uh, an interesting story that I ended up here because 
I had this gut feeling that this place wouldn't be resonant with me, uh, an intuitive hunch and my intuition has been growing really, really strong lately and I'm sure that yours has been too. If, you t if you're tapped in, you've been really feeling this shift that's going on right now. Um, you might find that you're feeling a lot more intuitive, like you just know things for, for no other reason than it just, you, you feel it in your gut. Um, but before I came here, I just had this feeling, oh, I don't know about this place, but I, I went with it anyway. And it turns out my intuition was right. It's not really that resonant with me. I actually leave in a few days. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it just wasn't for me. It's not compatible with um, my expression and my essence and my, my frequency right now. And that's okay. Um, but I also see those times when you ignore your intuition as being just as vitally important as the times that you do follow on with your intuition. Because if you process and you integrate that experience and reflect on, oh wow, I didn't follow my gut instinct and things didn't really end up being that, that fluid, they didn't really end up going that smoothly, and you actually reflect on that, that in turn is kind of when you, you walk off the track that you're supposed to be on, but it help, helps you realign with the track you are supposed to go on it. It's a reminder that, oh yeah, maybe I should really listen to my intuition properly, like all the time. And sometimes you fall off track so that you can learn what it feels like to be back on track. So little bumps like that, you, you must integrate them. You must see those mistakes, those mistakes. Uh, I put it in quotation marks because are they really mistakes if they were meant to happen? If it was meant to happen another way, then it would have, but it didn't. So we see those experience also as being integral to the whole experience of your life. Um, in, in helping you learn and helping you grow. So I ended up here um, and I it's it's really affirmed to me, you must really listen to your intuition, especially when I'm like traveling to different places or it feels like I, I want to go there or I really don't want to go there. I, I really am learning to listen to my, my gut instinct. And that's something else that you're, you're really being suppressed from when you're enmeshed in the matrix um, and the system is it's suppressing your gut instinct. It's suppressing your ability to to see clearly. Oh wait, actually, I'm I'm doing things or I'm following orders that I don't really agree with, or I'm uh, people are buying into this fear, and my, my gut is saying that there's something really wrong here, especially with what's been going on in the world right now, uh, these past few years. It's suppressing your gut instinct, but you must really learn to trust in that. You must really learn to see actually in this work situation or this environment that I'm in or the people I'm surrounded by. I'm not happy. And this is not resonant with me anymore. And you, you trust in that feeling. You trust in that feeling and you see where it takes you. And that eventually will help you to exercise the muscle, the muscle of intuition so that it grows stronger and stronger. Because you can never be cut off from your intuition. Only your mind and your, your busy thoughts will make you feel like you are disconnected from your intuition. But it will always be something that you have access to. It will always be that guiding voice that is infinitely and permanently there for you if you choose to honour it, if you choose to listen to it. So that's what I've been learning this week as well, is to always really, really honour that voice. Um, and be okay with the times when um, I, for example, didn't follow on on a hunch and things didn't really end up being that satisfying. But it's all part of the process. But anyways, no meowing and no matrixing. No meowing. You are half in the matrix and half wanting to create something new, but you somehow feel tethered by, for example, financial limitation or societal obligation or fear of the unknown. And these areas, these are areas of stagnancy, these are areas where you feel, you feel you're not quite ready to make the jump into exploring a new kind of lifestyle, like going traveling or starting your own business or starting to work at a new job that feels more resonant with you. 
and that's where we find ourselves in stagnancy and the fe the the feeling that is most prevalent at this phase is a fear a fear of uncertainty a fear of not really knowing what's going to happen and so it's more comfortable to stay in an environment where for example you have a you have a steady paycheck coming in every month and that you always know when you're going to get paid or you always know what your hours are because when you're a, your own boss or you become entrepreneurial or you start working for a different company with different uh, ways of managing people you might find that actually that you have to take on more responsibility you have to actually start taking initiative and a lot of people find that scary because it's much easier to just kind of listen to what someone else is telling you to do and take orders from them instead of actually utilizing your own creative power to build something new for yourself and you know when i went traveling it was it was scary but i'm really committed to this lifestyle this at this stage in my life at this point in my journey, I'm really committed to this lifestyle because it's more compatible with me. It helps me have more time to create things. I have more time to, th to think and reflect. Because when I'm at work, for, when I was at work, for example, it was really hard to think about uh, creative ideas. It was really hard to focus on what kind of meditation do I want to make today? Or what kind of video do I, do I want to make today? Or kind of process my, my inner feelings because my attention was going on serving drinks to customers or trying to fulfill the tasks of the day. So in that sense, it was kind of depleting towards detriment until I decided that actually I want to create and contribute instead. So in the null meowing phase, you're half in, you're half out. You're kind of like, oh, I don't know, I'll just stay in this job and I'll just keep doing this thing I don't really like, but I also really wanna start something new. I wanna start my own business or I really wanna start, I don't know, selling this selling crystal necklaces like one of my clients she um I'll, I'll link her stuff below but she sells crystal necklaces so that was like her taking a leap of faith into actually i have something that i really like doing and i'm going to start offering that to the world and when you're in the net null meowing phase you might find that you're like you're half in you're half out you you're afraid of living a kind of different lifestyle you're afraid of doing things outside of your routine you're afraid of the the unknown and afraid of the unconventional because not everyone is walking this kind of path where they're deciding actually i don't really want to be doing this i don't really want to just be kind of on this this never-ending treadmill where i'm working towards a career or a life that i'm not even sure that i want but a lot of times we find ourselves being limited by um the worry of finances like how am i going to sustain traveling or how am i going to sustain um starting my new business when I don't really have a lot of money to back it up or I'm worried about things going wrong, I'm worried about failing. And the thing is that you have to really follow on your inspiration, you have to follow on your gut instinct and know that if you act on that and you act on that creative impulse, you are doing yourself a massive favour. You are doing the world a favour because you're contributing something. You're contributing yourself and you're contributing your value and saying and claiming basically that I'm worthy of being received. And that's something that I've really been processing lately and something that really came to mind is this transmission that um, I am worthy of being received. You are worthy of being received. People are here to receive you. People are here to receive all of you, just as you are. And if you, if you want to step up to the plate, that's up to you. That is up to you whether you really want to expose yourself to being fully seen and heard and recognised and received for all that you are. But just know that we are ready to receive you when you are ready. 
when you decide, actually, yes, I do want to start that new venture, I do want to grab that new opportunity, I do want to start applying for that new job, I do want to start my own new business, I do want to start expressing myself more, I do want other people to hear my ideas and my creative expression, that choice is ultimately up to you. And that's how we transition from null meowing to being like, oh, I don't know, I need to save up more money, I need to, I need to make sure that I've got more money in the bank before I do that, before I go travelling or whatever. And so you kind of tell yourself all these excuses, you tell yourself all these rationalisations and justifications. And I know that this is a reality for some people because some people have reached out to me saying that I really want to do this, but I don't feel ready yet. And that's the kind of experience you'll have when you're in the null meowing phase is this kind of lingering sense of I'm not ready yet. It's kind of lying to yourself, really. Lying to yourself about how, how, um, how you feel inside and being unwilling to fully trust and surrender to something greater than your personal self. Something greater than your personal worries about what could go wrong. And you really, if you want to step into meowing, you want to be meowing all over the place. You have to start surrendering your fears. You have to start surrendering your anxiety about the future and what might happen and what might, bad things might happen. What if you run out of money? And what if your other, other people think what you're doing is weird? Or what if your family doesn't approve of it? Or uh, all these things. All these things, the, the mind starts to, oh, look at that, look at this thing. The mind starts nattering. It starts talking about what could go wrong before you even take the first step. And with this, this kind of lifestyle that I'm living right now, I don't know where I'm going to be next week. Well, actually, I do. But the week after that, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be a month from now. I don't know where I'll be. I don't know how much money I'll have. It's very much a, a process. It has been a process of just being like, I don't know. I totally don't know. And sprinkling a little bit of but actually I'm okay with it on top of that and being like I'm okay with it I don't know where I'm going I don't know if this is going to work out but I'm okay with it and my mentor Katerina Fang who I love with all my heart she says that vulnerability is really exposing yourself to the unknown and being like I don't know what's going to happen I'm going to be present with it though I'm going to immerse myself in it though. I'm going to surrender myself to the experience and the unfoldment of what's going to happen. And that's vulnerability because it means that you have to expose things potentially not going the way that you planned. Or you have to expose yourself to uh, other people's judgments. Or you have to expose yourself to things uh, not going well. But in the end, you trust that you're going to learn a higher lesson from it anyway. And that's why it's really important to always be, you know, Figuring out, figuring out and reflecting on what is the higher lesson? What is this situation trying to tell me? How is this serving me? So even though, for example, I arrived here and I was like, oh, I don't really feel compatible with this. And it was kind of me still still staying in the, the null meowing zone because I saw that this was one of the workaways where you get paid. You get paid for it. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe I can still make a little bit of money here, even though I didn't really need to. It was just kind of falling back into that safety mindset of like oh but maybe i still need to make a little bit of money working this job that mm, i'm not sure about there was still that sense in me where i was telling myself i'm not fully ready to to step out and just fully immerse myself in the creative zone and put my full efforts into that 
there was like kind of le it's kind of leaving the door half leaving the door slightly ajar and that's also what happened um when i came back from mexico and i got that uh, another bartending job it was kind of me immersing myself back into the land of the the matrix world and being like actually shit i don't resonate with this anymore and and i didn't actually want to do that anymore but i had to go back and revisit it i kind of was keeping one foot in the door just to just to see just to see what's going on there just to make a little bit more money but i'm realizing now that it's time to fully put faith into things the energy that you put into something directly affects the outcome that you get so if there's something in your life right now that you are seeing as a potential challenge and opportunity like you you want to apply to that new job or you want to start that business or you want to i don't know join that local that local meetup group even though you're scared then i i invite you to to do it to act on it and not keep your both feet in your in the realm the little hula hoop of your of your comfort zone kind of wiggling your hips and, tr and trying to convince yourself that yeah I'm okay here I'm okay here it's time to step outside of that start wiggling your hips freely so you can start meowing basically <laughs> and then we have um null matrixing also I never oh my god we've been talking for an hour I did not intend to talk about this in the weekly groceries I actually had another thing in mind that I wanted to talk about but we'll discuss that another time friends um, and also, the reason I love the weekly groceries so much is because I get to just discuss whatever comes to mind. I get to just spontaneously say whatever comes to, to comes to my brain, and it also reminds me of like how much I fucking love doing this. Like I think this past week I was reluctant to film a video because I was like, ah, oh, I just want to chill. I don't really feel that inspired. I have a lot of thing other things that I want to be thinking about and processing. And then I come back onto the camera, I come back on here to be with you and I'm just enlivened by the whole thing. I'm enlivened by this whole process. It doesn't even feel like we've been talking for an hour and that's how I know that I just love doing this is because the time, the time doesn't even feel real. Time isn't real. Time isn't real, friends. Don't let them lie to you and tell you time is real because it's not. Mwahaha. <laughs> <laughs> the, little, the little girl that um, lives here, she... She has this evil laugh. She keeps like doing it at random times, but she she does it really, really well. It's kind of like a <laughs> I can't do it as well as her. But um, if I could hear all of your, if you could like put voice notes or voice recording or video recording in the comments, I would love to hear all of you do an evil laugh. But all you can do right now is type ha which if you want to do that, you can you can do that. I'm not stopping you. Um, but then we have null matrixing, yes. Null matrixing, oh, null matrixing is kind of like you having a vision of wanting to live an alternative lifestyle. You're you're bored of the system. You're bored of being enslaved. You're bored of feeling like you you have this obligation to to get a nine to five or just go into this work grind and you know work towards something that someone says is really significant and important and it will make you feel really complete within yourself but actually really doesn't and it's a it's all smokes and mirrors um but it's kind of resenting that at the same time so you're stuck in a job you don't like or you're doing things that you don't really like but you're also resenting it you're seeing the, the insanity of it so you're kind of like looking at looking at the system you're in looking at the situation you found yourself in and being like 
this is not resonant with me. This is not what I want. This is actually really fucked up, the fact that we have to do, you know, pay taxes and do all this stuff and we feel this kind of obligation to be to be this perfect um, citizen in our society where we have the job, we're making big, big bucks and it seems perfect from the outside but when you're enmeshed within it it's kind of like your day-to-day -day is doing mundane boring stuff that you don't really care about or, or taking on a lot of responsibility that ends up stressing you out but null matrixing is knowing that something beyond that exists but not really doing anything about it not really taking any action to find a way to break free of the rut that you're in like going and I don't know you could be even taking a holiday and just going and seeing something beyond the daily uh, treadmill you find yourself on doing the same shit over and over again day in day out going to work come home eat dinner sleep going to work and so null matrixing is the stage at which you're kind of starting to resent that starting to become infuriated by it or upset by it and saying this is just I don't want to do this and resisting it is a mode of resistance is a mode of complete and utter resistance and yet not really taking action so it's kind of like excuse me it's kind of like no meowing because you want to create something new uh, which is in no meowing you want to create something new you are thinking you know oh maybe I could do this and you have lots of different ideas but you're still kind of enmeshing yourself in the comfort zone of the system um, because it kind of feels familiar and you're afraid, you're afraid to maybe start expressing yourself more or sharing your creativity more. But in non-matrixing, you're not doing shit about it, but just complaining about it. So where are you in the quadrant? No judgment for wherever you're at in the quadrant, but just analyse, observe, observe where you're at. Are you, are you complaining about something and resisting it? yet doing fuck all about it because that is one of the, the least productive states to be in and a part of you might actually be addicted to the negativity of it and addicted to that sense of oh god this thing is so wrong and I'm right to complain about it because you kind of get a little high off of that like complaining at work complaining to your work mates or even complaining to other people about about your co-workers yet doing nothing really to resolve your unhappiness in the situation not doing anything to dissolve your resistance to the situation and resistance entails any form of um unacceptance of the situation of saying that this is bad or this is wrong or that i hate this or i don't like doing this yet you're continuing to do it anyway like for example um at the place that i'm at right now i don't hate the work like I, it's really teaching me, it, I'm learning, I'm learning the higher lesson that if I'm going to be doing something, if I put myself in a position where I am, I'm working for someone else, then instead of resenting it, instead of resenting it whenever I'm like changing the beds because that's what I'm doing here, I'm going to use it as a meditation. I'm going to practice, you know, fully, you know, feeling the sheets, putting the sheets on and focusing on the task at hand without without stressing about it, without struggling with it, without creating that internal resistance to what's going on. Because if you're in that state where you're doing something and you completely hate it, or you're just totally not there because you're too busy thinking about, oh my God, I would really, I really hate doing this. I don't want to be here, blah, blah, blah. You're creating your own internal suffering and you are disempowering yourself in the process. But what this is really teaching me and helping me to do 
is dissolve. Dissolve that kind of negative tension in myself. If I have to do a task, I'm going to put myself into it and do it. And just be like, this is what I have to do right now. There's no point complaining about it. There's no point wishing I'm doing, I was doing something else because this is what I have to do right now. And that's something that my mentor is also teaching me. Is to, if you're doing something, you be at one with what's going on. You be at one with it completely and totally. And in that sense, you become psychologically free from that burden of, oh God, I don't want to do this. I wish this wasn't happening. This shouldn't be happening. Because in the states of no matrixing and no meowing, you're kind of in a state of resistance. You're in a state of, I recognize that this is dysfunctional, but I'm not doing anything about it. I'm just gonna kind of complain or be in a fear mindset of just being like, oh, I don't feel ready. I don't know if I wanna do this. I'm not really sure about myself. And you're kind of in this kind of um, unsure, unsure energy. But in the direction of meowing, you are introducing a sense of self-assuredness that people want to receive you. People want to hear your ideas. People want to see what you have to create and know that it is valuable, regardless of whether people uh, overtly appreciate it and acknowledge it and respect it, it's still valuable nonetheless, because it's coming from the source of inspiration within. And how can that ever be wrong? Any inspiration that you receive inside is inherently pure and beautiful and worth receiving because it doesn't come from the egoic self. It comes from a realm way beyond that. <laughs> something that is incomprehensible to the human mind so even the things that I talk about and things that inspire me when I'm when I'm sat thinking and I'm watching my mind and it's kind of processing all these different things that I'm, I'm kind of observing within myself or observing about the world most of these things they don't come from me they come from a higher realm of divine intelligence so it's not really anything that I can take credit for it's just I'm here to transmit it to you like that's why an hour has passed and I don't even know what we've covered in this in this weekly groceries is because I've been in transmitting mode. I've been trying to convey to you these things that uh, I've been receiving. And the same applies to you. You know, you have, you, you are a channel for inspiration. You are genuinely a channel for inspiration. If you would only open yourself up to it, if you would let yourself explore your ideas, let yourself explore your creativity, your expression. If you would stop cluttering up your mind with, with fear and, lack of self-trust, then you would become a portal for inspiration to flow through. And that's how we get into the creative contribution circuit where your inspiration feeds even more inspiration. Like you start thinking, wow, I wanna make this kind of thing and then maybe I can make that into a package and then that can become a project and I wanna do this and do that. And it kind of fuels itself. And when you're in that mode, you are opening yourself up to divine intelligence that's really how I managed to come up with my video ideas is because I'm, I'm in self-observation a lot of the time. Obviously not all the time. I do unconscious stupid things as well, but it's really important for me to take time to, to be quiet and to observe myself so that I can package these things up that I'm seeing and that I'm experiencing and make them available to you as well so I can give them to you. And this, this, the exact same thing applies to you as well. You are also a conduit for inspiration and creativity. There are things that are going to manifest in this world only through you. 
And I want to make that very, very clear. There are things that want to manifest and express themselves through you, but only through you. No one else is going to do it. And no one else is going to do it like you. No one else can be that same vessel and hold that same kind of inspiration and expression except you. And when you really realise this and you recognise this, you start seeing your own ideas and your own art, in whatever form that takes, as being valuable, as being something that comes from, from God. And that's the way that I, I like to see it. I really, really do. And for you, it might not be what I'm doing here, like making YouTube videos. It might be, but it might be something else. It might be in the cooking skills that you have, in making food for other people. It might be uh, creating herbal tinctures for other people. It might be storytelling. You know, there's, there's something that you are a conduit for that is meant for you and that we want to receive from you. So I want to make that very clear to you. No one's gonna do it like you. So that's why you need to meow. You must meow with all of your heart and start meowing. Thank you for listening to my TED talk on meowing everyone. <laughs> I don't know how we got there. Woo! This is a bit of a fun episode. And it honestly has reinvigorated, re-inspired, replenished and recharged my inspiration. Like, this is why I remember that I love making videos. This is why I love what I do. I really, really do. And also, by the way, uh, I am opening up slots for one-to-one -one coaching. So if you want to work with me, if you want to receive coaching uh, from me, then please get in touch. Uh, my website is www.relightwithcatherine.co.uk. You can find my contact information on there. Maybe hit me up on Instagram at relightwithcatherine. Um, or send me an email, readoutwithcatherine at gmail.com. But I am quite a broad coach. I work on a lot of different things, uh, a lot to do with self-worth issues or self-trust issues or starting to really focus and hone in on yourself and finding out who you actually are so that you can dispel um, low vibrational thoughts and feelings, like feeling lost within yourself or not feeling like you actually love yourself. That is what we aim to dismantle within the coaching container. So if that sounds like something you're interested in and you want to work with me in a one-to-one -one personalized setting, get in touch. But to round off, to round off what this weekly groceries is about, meowing, 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 having more time to create, to give, to then build the kind of life that is fruitful and sustainable for your emotional well-being that helps you feel free that is doesn't that sound beautiful doesn't that sound wonderful and i hope to inspire you with the kind of things that i'm doing with my life right now because i don't really know a lot of people in my life at all that are kind of doing what i'm doing like i'm really i'm really not wanting to go back and work and full-time job at this point in my life that's just not what I want I don't want a career I don't want to live that kind of lifestyle that's not appealing to me at this point in my journey maybe it will be when I'm older I don't know but that's not appealing to me and it's not a case of avoiding responsibility avoiding being an adult but just 
avoiding the kind of heaviness and seriousness that comes with um, being in the matrix. Like that's not something that I want to fuel. That's not something that I want to feed into. I want to do my best to take back my own sovereignty and my power to not infuse my energy and expend my energy in a system that is designed to take that away from me. So that's why we meow, my friends. And that is why I encourage you in your life to find more ways to feel free so you can actually spend your time, your precious time on this earth, doing things that you actually like doing. Doing things that actually inspire not only yourself, but the people around you. Because that is how we create a ripple effect in the world. That is how we become a beacon of light in the world. Is really by stepping back into our natural essence and allowing that to leak into the lives of other people inspiring them as well to be free woo so thank you so much for being here i think i'm gonna wrap up i didn't even i didn't even get on to what i wanted to talk about or the thing that i was going to share with you that's actually really vulnerable but um maybe we'll talk about it in the next week of groceries i'm not gonna plan it well who knows we will see but i was actually going to be talking about um dissolving unconscious imprints because that's been something that i've really been um processing uh, this past week so I'll, I'll allow that to digest I'll allow that to kind of ferment and create some uh, mental some mental spiritual kombucha for you not physical because we're not going to drink it together but something that you can kind of um, absorb absorb for your well-being so thank you so much for being here I'm going to wrap it up um, I really appreciate if you made it the whole way through and you you liked what you heard in this episode. If you did, let me know in the comments. Give this video a thumbs up. Maybe share it with someone that you think might find it useful or someone that you think might enjoy the channel because that really helps with the engagement here. But otherwise, and crap, we're gonna, we were going to do a prayer. We are going to do a prayer. But I think I'm going to leave that for... Um, Maybe a video that I'll film tomorrow because I do want to do a a collective consciousness meditation so that we can send that good juju to those in the world that need it. But by the time this is up, that video may also be up, so I'll link it somewhere. But thank you so much for being here and I will see you next time. Bye bye. Meowing, meowing, meowing.